everyone. Um, we're going to approach the podcast a little bit differently this time. We were trying to share ideas about things that we could d- discuss, um, just marketing ideas about our businesses and everything. And then we started getting into the idea of maybe documenting our journey through trying to grow as a business. Um, so I kind of thought maybe we would start with some background, kind of explain to everyone where we're coming from, kind of the situation we're in, and then going from there. I'm Rachel Robertson, and I own um, Return to Form, Kinesiology and Pilates. Uh, for the past 10 years, 11 years, I have been working in the fitness industry, but I've always um, contracted myself out to various locations that included gyms, Pilates studios, clinics, um, some random commuting jobs where I would go into people's homes or workplaces. Um, So now I've made the decision to amalgamate all that into one location being my home and working mainly for myself. So trying to grow my own business and therefore trying to find my own clients and continue working with the current clients that I do have. Um, Do you want to tell us a bit about Ballistic Strength? The entity of Ballistic Strength is basically a uh, fitness operation that I run out of my gym. Um, Sorry, out of my garage. Uh, so I've converted a, I guess you might call one and a half car garage into, um, a gym space. Uh, and, um, and that's strictly what it's used for. Um, I work on a lot of like word of mouth. Um, there's a lot of grassroots building in terms of, uh, the clientele, um, don't have a huge budget for advertising. Advertising campaigns um, are often multi-thousand dollar campaigns. It's not exactly cheap to um, do print type advertising and then send it out uh, into the community, uh, nor is it cheap to do Facebook advertising that um, makes the kind of impact that you're looking for because either they have to be uh, kind of a little bit expensive at the get-go or you need to run them for a long time which means you are really adding up the cost the total cost um one way we do look at the the company is both of us we we live together so we run the gym out of the same place but we look at it as a little bit of a progression so if someone is coming in and they're injured, they might come and see me and then I would work with them depending on their injuries and their needs, maybe with Pilates. Um, we definitely use uh, assessments, like we use the functional movement screen for assessments and then we start them on a training program and depending on where the person is, um, then they might start training with Sully. So we see it as a little bit of a chain reaction. We're bringing the people in, we're educating them, we're trying to make them comfortable in the gym and then we want them to be continuous with their workouts. We believe working out is part of their lifestyle. So That's where they pass on to ballistic strength, where they either continue their personal training or they start joining classes. Um, So that's one way that we're looking at trying to grow our clientele is have that transfer between people. So if someone does get injured as well, they might pull out of 
um, classes or personal training for a short period of time so that we can review and assess what's going on with the person. So um, we fortunately, just uh, over a week ago, we had an interview um, through Community Futures, which is a business development company in town. And the interview was to work with someone who has business experience to help us um, grow our business, develop a business plan, and help us with the things that we need to fine-tune um, with our business. So we did get accepted into the program and we have 12 sessions and we're just waiting to hear back when our first appointment or session is. Um, so some of the goals, like our first actual, because we already sat down. So you mean that was our interview. Okay. So this won't actually be a follow-up that we're going into. It'll be a follow-up based on some of the stuff that we discussed, but it'll be the first part of the curriculum. Yeah. Okay. Well, they don't really give you curriculum. It's based on what you want to discuss. So we have to be prepared going in knowing what we want to discuss. I see. So um, out of our interview, we did learn a few things. Um, First of all, we knew in the first place that we had to have like bullet points for a business plan. Um, The reason we need a business plan is we want to expand. We, Like Solomon said, we have a one one and a half car garage, which ideally we would like to be bigger so that we could have more space. We can at most fit six people in there, but it's tight. Um, It's better in the summer because we can open up the doors and in a perfect world, we'd like to have more space and a few more people in there. Um, More space anyways. The... Yeah, more people, I guess. we could if, if we doubled it, we could definitely fit more people, but mainly more space is what I'm looking for. Yeah. So that that's where the business plan comes in, is that we're, we're trying to figure out how much it costs, how much time do we have to think about in advance of like saving up before we can really dive into this, um, learn about financial opportunities, um, and just kind of trying to figure out how do you go about doing a renovation like that. Um, the other thing, um, I robbing pers- a bank is good. Oh, I'm I'm not skilled <laughs> enough for that. I don't know. I have too many nerves. We we, we could approach the Nanaimo mafia and say if they want to loan, <laughs> loan us a few grand. Uh, I I don't think that will work. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> Um, so the other thing that obviously comes up when you're thinking about, okay, well, we need money to fund this project. Well, where are we going to get this money from? Therefore, we need to Kickstarter. (laughs) We could Kickstarter it or GoFundMe, but... I bet we could actually do the Kickstarter and actually get away with it. Well, if you don't set your budget too high. Yeah, like some of the stuff that I've seen actually get the funding. Well, there was potato salad on there. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know if we can compete with that. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't they get like a couple thousand dollars for potato salad? I don't know. It was something ridiculous, I'm sure. Um, So obviously we need to grow clientele. So one of the things we need to look at is how do we... Bring in more clientele without blowing our marketing budget. So like Sully said, Facebook 
if you have continuing ads, that adds up. Like I ran ads for the last month and a half and already have blown through $100. Now that might not seem big to some people, but when you're... That's generally what I plan on spending at any given time on Facebook. Yeah. That's what I set my budget out as. Per month? Um, per campaign. Per campaign, yeah. And bucks. that's what I did. But like, it's tricky to even tell whether it's it's working. Like, I feel like my own clients are the ones that are liking the ads, and then you get charged for every like and share. But it's my own clients that are liking it, so I don't know if it's actually reaching new people. Well, I think that's when you have to have... I mean, it's fine to pay for um, publication, but unless your ad itself is has some sort of... Um, can attract the attention of people, then um, then you have a problem. Because you can't just dangle a shit sandwich in front of someone and expect them to grab onto it just because you you hang it in front of them every day on Facebook. You have to their ad actually has to appeal to them. You have to make sure you're hitting the right demographic. So that's also where that marketing um, department kind of comes into play because they know how to design. A, an ad. Yeah. Well, and like some of the things I noticed. So my goal with the ad was I designed a brand new website. I had a web designer. I renamed my company. So I needed to get the website out there. And on top of that, my website has a booking program in it. So you can go to the website and book your appointment through the website. Um, so that's what the Facebook ad links directly to is the page where you would go and select your appointment and you can choose the trainer that you work with and the service that you're looking for. And then I would get a notification and then I can say whether it's appropriate or not. Um, but, and so I've noticed like there's a few people who've liked my Facebook page that I have never met or know, but has it brought in any new clients? No. But people are going to my website, and the more people that go to the website, the higher it's going to sit on Google. So it's because right now it's so new, it doesn't sit very high. I need more traffic to drive that popularity, which is some of the things. Um, well, and then um, I don't know what else you have written down there, but so you have to have an ad that works. Then you need a way to distribute that ad, which we talked about the Facebook. Um, but then, just like in the way that if you want to be a, you know, one of those YouTube stars, you have to keep putting out content. It doesn't even really matter what it is. It doesn't even have to be like great quality. You just have to keep putting out content. And so when it comes to advertising your business and your services, it's important to continue to put out not deals necessarily but always do promotions so have a month some sort of promotion you do each month or each holiday so when valentine's day rolls around you run a promotion for that when easter rolls around you run a promotion for that when new year's rolls around you run a promotion for that and as long as you keep throwing out those little bits of bait that Give the people who A, you've created the ad for and B, who you've distributed it to through your marketing campaign that they will then, you know, one of those times they're going to be like, okay, this is the time that I can, uh, you know, 
jump on this thing that I kind of said, eh, maybe later to in the past. And the only thing that was holding me back was either I didn't have the time that month, I didn't have the money that month, I didn't have the incentive that month, but this month everything has fallen into, in, into place and now I'm going to take advantage of that. But if you don't do your due diligence to put out that regular those content. regular promotions, then they're just going to forget that you exist. Well, and I think like we're learning too, um, right now social media is big, so it's not necessarily paying for ads, but just being on social media. So whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Not on other people's social media. <laughs> not not flipping through other people's social media. No, but posting your own and, and posting quality content. I don't understand. I creep people all day and I don't get any hits. <laughs> like... Um, I, I I notice um, being an athlete has really improved the traffic to my own personal Instagram. So people genuinely are following my page because I'm posting about workouts or posting about results and sharing our club's results. And that just gets people paying attention. Um, I tried... Um, Instagram stories for the first time at our late last competition. I will never do that again. I hated it. I lost the stories. Uh, I thought because I had a business account, it would save it. This is a good opportunity for those of you listening, for me to bring up the old adage. If at first you don't succeed, (laughs) try, try again. Yeah, but I want to actually have the content so that I can share it with our lifters because our lifters were lifting. They don't get to go back and look at it. They don't. <laughs> but get you're to... saying that you're just not going to do it again. Well, I'm going to do it in a different format so they can actually see it. I'd rather have like footage. Why don't you go to their website and go to like the how-to and find out how to no, do it? No, that's actually why I did Instagram. I bet there's a YouTube video that explains how to do it. No, this I, is how you create not, an Instagram. It story, wasn't. Dummy. I remember. Instagram for dummies. No, remember how I was telling you I've been like following this website called Social Media and they had an article on Instagram stories. I had read it before we went to the meet. It gives you like literally it lays it out. Did you absorb any of it? Yes. And it it said if you have a business account, I'll tell you what I did wrong. Maybe you should stick to Snapchat. I don't have Snapchat, but I'll tell you what I did wrong. Every now and then someone says to me, oh, I just got Snapchat. I don't have Snapchat. Um, I'll tell you what I did wrong. So if you have a business account, it's supposed to save your stories so that you can look back. Not other people, but you can look back at your stories. You have to activate it. I didn't activate it before I started recording this story. You didn't activate the business account? No, the business account was activated. I didn't activate the stories section under the business account. So how do you do a business account? And Instagram. Um, you just claim that you're a business. And then you get stats on your... Like if you go to settings? Yeah. Or and profile or something? Um, profile. And then it has all your insights. So you can look at how many people liked your videos, um, how many people... Like the impressions versus likes versus comments. You can see that. You can see your top photos. Like my top photo is showing um, cat cow and Pilates and good positioning like and bad meme? positioning. Uh, how about a butt in the air would be the meme. Because it was like poor positioning, good positioning. And it compared it. And it's my most popular Instagram. What, cat versus cow? No, no, no. That's the exercise. 
It was two photos showing good form and bad form. Between a cat and a cow? (laughs) You're the cow, I'm the cat. (laughs) Anyways, back back to topic. So, Sully, do you have any personal business goals that you are focusing on at the moment? Um, I don't approach the business with business goals per se. Um, I think you remind me the things that I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is this is step one: create goals for Sully. Um, but uh, I've I've come to an understanding that if I put the client's needs first, which you can say is business oriented, uh, but I just see it as being a decent human being. Uh, if I put the client's needs first, then. Um, and if I follow that, uh, that trail of, okay, if I do this thing, then I'm meeting their needs. Uh, if I do this thing, it means I'm providing a good service. If I provide a good service, then they're always going to come back, blah, 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 blah. If, if I follow down that line of thinking, then the business, um, will flourish, so to speak. Um, there are business nuances that, you know, need to be uh, addressed, such as, you know, all the accounting stuff and taxes and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's what I'm for. And, and, <laughs> and, and those things are, of course, taken, you know, they get taken care of. But um, in terms of like a, uh, a business philosophy, I really just try to um, provide yeah, good just, service. Yeah, just put the client's needs first, I guess. Um. Do you have any thoughts on like, well, we talk about marketing and things that we could do other than the social media, um, but do you, okay, so let me scrap what I was just going to say. Um, I think we should kind of discuss some of the things we have tried. So we did do, um, we paid for um, the kettlebell ad to be in, um, it was like a fall it was a print, catalog. Print publication. Yeah. Um, it costs us like over $400, maybe even up it to... It wasn't s- cheap, but it's for the year? No. Half a year. It was for one publication. Yeah. And the publication, ha- they put it out, what, like it's twice like a, a year or something? catalog. Yeah. We paid for both. Or it, it got published twice in the fall because then they approached us again in January and asked us if we wanted to do it again. We decided we wouldn't do it because we didn't see well, any... We didn't- you know, I'm happy to do it, uh, and so we paid for an eighth of a page, uh, black and white, I believe. Um, and uh, and I mean, it looked it looked good. All the you know, all the points were there. You know, every, everything that we wanted to be there was there. Um, but yeah, none none of the people who had come in the time between starting that and uh, it coming to its completion. Had and I tried to get stay in the habit of asking people, you know, how'd you hear about us? Um, I didn't get any fo- I think follow-ups from that particular ad. Usually, when we um, ask people where they came from, our feedback is either the website or um, the website and referrals. Referrals, yeah. Our clients are are honestly. Even though they say it's very old school, they are our best referral system. Um, well, the- and, th- and that's where, when it comes to marketing, I think it's important to know what your market is and understand the industry. So um, some 
so like the restaurant industry, maybe we'll, we'll see. Well, I don't know if that's even, well, let's say a restaurant in New York City. That's a high volume restaurant probably has hundreds of people who've never been in there before uh, coming in every day. Lots of new customers. And uh, so maybe if they have a marketing campaign, that's who they market to. They, they, they market with the idea in mind that they're trying to bring in people who haven't been there before. In our industry, we uh, subsist largely on repeat customers or loyal customers. And so our marketing, um, or at least our, uh, our incentives, I think need to be, need to have that in mind. How do we retain these people and how do we make them feel like, um, they don't need to be retained. Like they want to be here. Like they're part of something that's more than just a business. Um, the other thing that we also have done is the Island Daily Deals, which is a local thing that runs on the island. And um, we just kind of thought we would test the waters with it. We um, kind of did it as a marketing thing just to kind of let people know we exist, which I think was a really good move. Um, you don't make very much money on it. You make very little Sully put a shitload of hours in. Like, he was tired from the amount of training he was doing. Yeah, I actually had to work a normal schedule. (laughs) Yeah, who knew, eh? Um, But it was really good. It got the word out there, um, and we actually retained a few clients from it, which is... About four. Which is awesome. Yeah, we had 32 people who bought it. With some people on retainer, we'll say, who said that, you know, if you run this again, then... um, then let me know because I want to take part in that. Because some people who do the daily deal they are the there. They're, yeah, they you know either have a, a fixed income where they can only spend so much, or that is just how much they're willing to pay for whatever that service is. So yeah, it was definitely beneficial. We have some new members to the club that we absolutely love that they stuck around, and we're so glad that it brought them in um, and. They're committed now that they've experienced it. Um, one of the interesting things I got to experience was this is another instance of why social media is important. Someone told me she full out Google stalked me before she showed up, but she did that because she found it really inspirational, all the things that I was posting. So On Google. Well, I think she, no, first it started as she Googled Pilates because she was told that she should do Pilates. And then she came across my website. And then when she came across the Island Daily Deal, she linked that I was part of both. And so then she started like searching and looking at my Facebook and my Instagram um, just to get an idea of what she was looking for. And that's what brought her in. That's what made her buy it. So that brings up a good point. If you are kind of getting into the business and your first thought is to, okay, I'm going to do some advertising and just try and get, uh, get the people in, you know, I'm going to throw the bait out there and, and try to hook some fish. The only problem is, if you don't have a website or something that's pre-existing that shows that you actually exist where people can dig a little deeper if they want to, if they're that stripe of person like who Rachel's talking about, 
then um, you're kind of up shit's creek. Uh, sometimes I come across those where, okay, I come across something about maybe a local business and then I try to find their website and they don't have a website. I go to their Facebook and there's nothing really on there. And it's like, I'm not even sure you're a real business. Or even you can't even find the basic information. Like it's so important to have the basic information on your Facebook page. Like if I go to a Facebook page and I can't find your work hours or somewhere else to find the information and it just leaves me like to a dead end, I'm just going to close the page and then go on and look for something else. Um, the, The details need to be there and it needs to almost lead the person down a rabbit hole. Like they need to like continue clicking and keep following it and then just dig deeper and deeper until the point that they're like, I'm in. I think that's really important. So lots of material again. For me, I'd say if you don't have a website, make sure you do the Facebook business page. But aside from that, for me personally, I don't, I never look for Facebook business pages when I'm looking for a business what you what you and others will probably do first is Google the business, which will bring up their Google information. So you need to have a Google business profile. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, hopefully you have the website, which the Google can link to. But Google doesn't, as far as I know, I don't it think it does bring a, up Facebook. Does it bring yeah. up Facebook? Because I've because people who don't have websites, their Facebook page comes up. But on the Google um, search result, all your necessary business information can be listed right there immediately. Um, and then if they want to find out more about you or your business, then that's what you need that website for or that Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess, so that being said, I would start with creating that Google profile and verifying that with Google and then, um, go from there. Yeah. And, and, um, Google links to Facebook. So if you have it, just link them all together. That's the other thing is making sure everything is linked together. And Um, Google actually reminds you to put out posts. Oh, does it? It, I don't get anything from my Google. I honestly ignore it. Do you ever post on Google? No. So it doesn't remind you then? Because it'll it'll usually tell you that like your post is about to expire type thing. Oh, really? Yeah. What? I don't know what that means. I guess it just means it's getting old. So uh, then it kind of reminds you to do another post, and and uh, which can be really easy. Like oftentimes when I'm doing – well, my website, I can share – whenever I change something on the website, I can share it to social media, and oftentimes I'll share it to – Google. I can share it to Google. Um, so – well, I, I, I just that. got an, actually a notification that you did something on Google. It, you were promoting like a software or something, online software or something. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Photojet. Yeah. Um, which I use for uh, promotional graphics. It's really easy to use. I'd recommend you check it out. It's not terribly expensive. You can use it online or you can download the app to your device or computer. It's super easy. Um, so... You were telling me there was something on your website you wanted to change. Um, We were kind of discussing, um, oh, I know what it was. You were saying that when people come to the website, you kind of want to start listing how our programs can appeal to people like running. Because we get a lot of runners who they 
are cluing in like strength training is really important to their running program so they're starting to look for personal trainers and strength training so you wanted to change the website a little bit to deal with that well this is two parts so um one again you have to know what market you're in what area you're in um so in our area the running culture is pretty big uh so now um two um you need to kind of figure out um what you were going to say because i forget (laughs) (laughs) probably Uh, something about the programs designed specifically for people or attracting people so i mean so so know who your potential clients are so that you can kind of gear um services directly for them um and just remember that even though repeat customers are important, there could be a, um, a swath of people out there who are serious athletes who, you know, they, they, they put in their grind each and every day. They're committed. And if you can convince them that they should do some of what you're doing, then you can get that commitment, a little bit of that commitment directed your way. Um, and it might not be a completely regular thing all the time. Maybe they'll commit to you maybe once a month in terms of uh, they might ask you to prepare a program for them to help augment their training that they prefer to do. So if they're a runner, they feel like or have been recommended that they incorporate some other training, but they don't really know how to incorporate it or uh, format that. So um, you would uh, do that for them and then maybe do a monthly review. And even potentially do a private session with them once a month just to kind of uh, help them through it. Um, or they might decide that they want to, you know, based on um, the work that you've done with them in the past or, uh, or a private session that you may have done with them, they may decide that, okay, maybe I want to take one class a week with you so I can address some of these needs or maybe just do some cross training so that I can augment my running or whatever. Um, and then maybe just maybe you can get a little bit more commitment out of them and uh, you're off to the races. Um, so I think that it's a consideration to not only market towards repeat customers, um, but also put a little bit of effort into getting a little bit of that business that's a bit more transient, um, it comes and goes, uh, you know, you'll, you'll work with one person once and then maybe not hear for them f- from them for a couple months. But you know what? Every person that you cross paths with and that you leave a good impression on is a potential referral to someone else. Yeah, they might not necessarily be a client, but they could definitely be a referral. And as much as you want to sometimes turn off work mode. Um, Sometimes it's really good to remember that when you do go out that you not only represent yourself, but you represent you and your business. That's what the guns are for. Yeah. That's why they invented short sleeve shirts. I was going to say, all Sully has to do is wear a t-shirt. We go to the pool the other day and then a man comes up to him and tells him he obviously works out and you can tell by his biceps and then he asks the guy if I look like I work out. Well, the guy probably didn't think so. He was just being polite. 
<laughs> he was just a cute old guy. No, the, the best the best could have been in Superstore when the, oh, the, the, kid. When the produce kid came out to me. He's like, yeah, excuse me, sir. I just wanted to ask you. How do you train your calves? Did he have an accent? Yeah, he's totally Australian. <laughs> Which I might be butchering there, but um, I feel like you're a little more British there. But well, as I was saying it, I was I was remembering that. Oh no, wait, it was Australian. Uh, but same thing. Yeah, he totally like same, same body thing, advertisement right there. Um, so there was that. I feel like there was something else more recent though. Well, this is a pool. That's the only thing I can think of. Oh, well, oh. What, what about when we were walking from uh, the ferry and, uh, or some, maybe we were just out for a walk and we're climbing up the hill on uh, Brecken Lane. Oh, the there. lady. And the, and the lady is walking towards us and she literally stops and says, whoa, look at those. You got power in those legs. Yeah, that was to me. That was, yeah. And I was a little bit like, oh, thank jealous. you. Yeah, he was hoping, but really I've got the bigger legs between the two of us. No, you <laughs> have disproportionate quads and I have Compared the and I have to my the hamstrings. hamstrings. And I have the hamstrings. <laughs> um, or even, um, so just, what's today? Sunday. Just on Friday, we went to the Nanaimo Sport Achievement Awards and I went into the washroom and a lady came up to me and said, I've been looking at your arms and wondering what you do, but now it's obvious. I was like, yes, I lift weights. Okay. This podcast is quickly becoming the Rachel <laughs> Robertson show. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> but I'm just using no it as an example. to hear about your arms. No, but I'm just, because my arms aren't like your arms, but I'm just using it as an example that people, when they see athletic bodies, they know that the person obviously does some sort of athleticism. No, just paleo. <laughs> I don't do paleo. I like my bread. I already had two English muffins today. I'm sure there's paleo bread. <laughs> so um, outside of clients and programming, because we, we are not the type of people who just wing it. We program for each and every hour that we spend with our clients. Therefore, there is at least 30 minutes to 60 minutes for every client we see in the gym. Um, the equal amount of time is spent on thinking about how can we make them better. Outside of that, how do you get your marketing done? Like, do you set some like guidelines like, Oh, I'm going to sit down for an hour today or maybe every Tuesday I'm going to check up on these things. Do you have a routine? It's usually something that reminds me actually for a while now I've considered hiring someone just to remind me to... So an assistant. Pretty much. Um, But no, I am actively looking to outsource my um, promotional stuff. Um, And and, uh, that can be everything as simple as just putting out short blog posts and stuff like that or just um, uh, me relaying ideas to someone so that they can put out the post or me taking photos or videos and then sending it to someone so they can edit it and put it out as a post. My biggest concern, like I, I keep crossing my mind um, about looking for a media marketer, advertiser, but my biggest concern is um, them posting something 
that I really disagree with. That's why you set the ground rules. Yeah. And everything has to be to approved. Go, yes. There needs to be an approval process. And at the end of the day, um, videos can always be edited or whatever and then reposted. So, Well, and blog posts or like, um, like your Instagram little comments underneath, they can be edited and stuff. But um, so we also um, are learning a lot of things with running a business. Um, it's one thing to do emails. Um, it's one thing to organize your own schedule. Um, one of the challenges we are running into is who's using the space and when. Um, I think it's, it's a learning curve for both of us. Um, we also have a trainer who works for us. Um, so it's making sure that we're aware when they're coming and going, when they're using the space, um, we ran into a little bit of a conflict where some clients don't like to cross paths with other clients or trainers, possibly. They just want to come and go and be unseen. So creating schedules to work around that has been a little bit of a, a challenge. Um, and for us personally, it, it, it definitely is personal because um, it's our home. So also having those boundaries of people coming and going and respecting the fact that this is our home um, when they come and go as well. Um, any comments on the scheduling? That is uh, on the scheduling, no. But, uh, but the whole home thing is a unique situation. Um, I think a lot of clients are in tune with that. Oh, um, the majority of them are. I would say about 90% of them are. There's just the random... And I think there's probably some people who are turned off by the idea of coming to work out at someone's home rather than like uh, going to a storefront downtown and and having it be an actual business space. Um, but uh, I th- and I think again that comes back around to the importance of laying the groundwork for uh, informing people and uh your area who you are and uh, what your credentials and qualifications are because um you know there's no other uh international level uh kettlebell coaches um in nanaimo uh who are you know have a stake in the game other than a, a pair of people us who run it out who happen to run it out of their garage so there's not really a choice yeah if they're looking for that kind of caliber of uh training not to toot our own horn but um you know i think if there's enough reason for there to demonstrate that you a uh talk the talk b walk the walk and c care about what you're doing um, and are matter. willing to share that with other people, then uh, it's easily uh, people just look past that. Not that there's necessarily something to look past, but it's a non-factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some people don't understand what the purpose of self-betterment through physical activity really means. And I think those are the people who get caught up with Define the with, with the... Um, Unimportant minutia, such as, um, you know, you get here and it's like, oh, this is your garage. Well, pfft. yeah. Or, 
oh, I have to wait while my trainer finishes up with another client, which even if you were to... outrageous. (laughs) No, but if you were in a public gym... And if, if you are going to VI Fitness, Good Life, and your trainer is working with someone and you show up, you have to wait till your trainer is done and your time starts. So when people have a little bit of an issue with that, that the, the, oh, and if the trainer, and really when it comes down to it. Well, I guess that depends on how you're scheduling it. Yeah. Well, to me, a, a 60 minute time slot is a 55 to 50 minute session because the trainer has the opportunity to go to the washroom but um, the trainer also has to know it's their responsibility to be done within that window now they can take liberties if they know that the schedule is open after them or before them if the client shows up early but if they know that they've got clients back to back is their responsibility to be done on time and I think that's huge and We've, we've had discussions about this partially because we have staff, but because it's our responsibility too, and it's good customer service. You provide your client on-time, punctual service as well as good service. Like it, That is good service. It is good service, <laughs> and, it, and it, it's manners as well. It's respect to your client and showing them that you value their time. time. So that's why it's so important. Um, yeah. I do value their time because time is money and I got to get paid. Oh, shush. That's not <laughs> what you're thinking. Um, any I'm other... just thinking about the dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> As each minute just flicks by. One dollar, two dollar, three Any other goals that you have at this moment? We To not be poor. Well, that's definitely a huge that's one. That's a pretty good motivator right there. Yeah, is to be able to pay our bills. Um, uh, do, well, do you, is there a, a angle that you're building on? Well, I, we kind of went through question. it. Today was just goals and challenges and then possible solutions. Um, I've enjoyed creating the cash flow projection. I think that it's actually pretty easy to do and it's probably something you should start early on to give you an idea of because when I was initially started doing it um, and saw examples of it, uh, I always had this idea that it would help inform me as to when I can offer promotions based on how good the cash flow is that month. So if it's a good cash flow month, then I've got some, um, you know, I've got some some money to spend on promotion or mm-hmm. advertising, and then that's when I do it, as opposed to just you know deciding randomly when and where to do that. I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, and that, and I think that would establish a level of consistency for the promotional stuff. Where literally I just thought it was like, this is something I have to do for my business plan. Um, I really enjoy it too, but I'm super nerdy with numbers. So I, <laughs> I like plugging in the numbers and seeing where they all fall. Um, it also, I know this is totally sidebar, but it's helping me um, get our taxes done for 2017. Like mine's completely done. So yeah, that... make sure you pay the government. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be that guy. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> I kind of find that funny coming from you because when we first met, you were like, yeah, I didn't submit my taxes for like two years. That was, no, that was like one year and they didn't, they didn't even, they didn't even miss it. But still. I you, did it. I did both years the following year. But you had to pay interest on it. No. Yes. That's what happens. When no. You, when you don't. Submit no. it. You have to pay interest. There was no mention of interest. You just didn't know it because they deducted it out of your total balance. There wouldn't have been any interest because I always get a refund anyway. Yeah, so it got deducted out of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the, the financial forecasting has been uh, kind of opening up new perspectives to me too, just kind of giving me a little bit of awareness of like, how much um, money I was actually spending on the business, which is pretty much my income has been going into it, um, partially because, um, I don't know, we just, that's our focus right now. So we put our money back into where what we're, what we're trying to make bigger. Um, but it, it is challenging trying to, Guess like I totally had a nervous week of I saw my hours literally cut in half. I worked an average of three hours a week or a day this week because of flu season. And um, that's one of the challenges is being self-employed is that you see those um, fluctuations. And when we did the forecasting, we discussed about how we'll see fluctuations. Like, um, during the summer, people would go away on vacations, Christmas, people are away on holidays. Everyone thinks that's something you have to expect. Yeah. And everyone thinks that January is this amazing month because it's new year's resolutions. Usually February to late February to early March is when I see the increase because people don't start what they say they're going to start right away. And it's just your regular clients getting them back onto routine, but you don't see new people until after that. Um, so I had a little bit of a, oh my gosh, I got to start marketing, advertising, trying to draw in new clients because I saw this giant decrease with flu season. Um, and then, uh, everyone was ready to come back this week. We were going to start. I had a busy morning and it snowed last night. And then my entire day was canceled. But one person, one person was willing to trek out. And again, there, there's something you just can't predict. Um, and that's why it's so important to make well, sure. we predicted when we looked out the window. <laughs> well, that they weren't coming, but <laughs> like, we predicted like oh. waking up. So, foot of snow out there. Well, I guess I can just clear my schedule for the day. <laughs> you only had one hour. That was a hard hour. <laughs> He's not supposed no. to work on Sundays. Sundays is supposed to be Sully's day off, but he has one hour. I wasn't he... complaining. I was, no, no. I was, I'm just I saying. Was, I was acting... Um, as you there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of one of the challenges that I think I mentally stress over things way too much. And that's one of the things that have been kind of running through my mind. Um, I woke up in the middle of the morning or in the middle of the night, like at 3am and saw how much snow was out there. And I couldn't sleep because, 
I was thinking about how it was my responsibility to make sure that my stairs and my driveway were clean so no one would fall. Would I be able to get it done in time before clients showed up? And I really didn't need to stress because they weren't coming. Well, not when you help other people shovel their driveway. You've got to look out for number one, man. <laughs> I couldn't help I don't help care him. how old he was. It, it was don't all, help him with his it driveway. Was, it was he also our neighbor next door. I helped two driveways. I got my workout in, okay? (laughs) And then she took a nap. (laughs) Yeah, and then I took a nap. It was tiring. Anyways, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, I think think we're good for this week. Okay. Okay. Until next time. Bye. That's it? (laughs) Uh, Be sure to check out the website, www.ballisticstrength.ca. Um, for everything that's up and coming with the biz, uh, as well as check out the shop, um, where, uh, on a semi-regular basis, I will put out new t-shirt designs that are available for purchase through the website, or potentially, uh, you can shoot me a message and we can see about, uh, um, organizing something at a meet that we m- might both happen to be at, uh, if you, ha- if you live kettlebells. So, um, and Rach, where can people reach you at? Um, returntoform.ca is my website. And then my you can find me on Facebook under Return to Form, Kinesiology and Pilates. And my Instagram is at Return to Form Kin, as well as my Twitter handle. Beautiful. All right. See you guys.